Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And what's going on on this rainy Friday in Chicago? <clears throat> I know yesterday was the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. But in Chicago, we never saw the sun. <clears throat> so it was dark and dreary all day. It kind of similar to what the markets were. But uh, again, they, they didn't get pummeled. They were down a little bit. You know, one of the things we... We, we, we seem to, to, to talk about and, and worry about and listen to is, you know, the, the Dow's been down eight days in a row. You know how much it's down in the eight days? 3%. I mean, you know, are we really, are, do we really mean to make such a huge ordeal about it down 8%? I mean, down 3% in eight days? I mean, that's that's hardly worth even discussing as far as a, a down move. Now, when we look at the market, okay, the market looks a little bit weak, especially the Dow. I mean, in, in, in all the years that I have traded, I have never seen the Dow as weak as it has been compared to the other indices. Uh, that, you know, is a potential problem. That is a concern just from a Dow standpoint, I mean, but if you go back, you can see that the the numbers are the Dow is just weak. Now, is it weak because of the global growth? Is it weak because of the components that make up the Dow? You know, they've already taken GE out. So, you know, what 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 does it what's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> so, you know, again, the markets are OK. They're they're working their way higher. Uh, I still I still believe they are extremely overvalued. But I also believe that there's really no real reason for us to get overly aggressive to the short side because, I mean, until further notice, the markets are probably going to go higher. You know, there's still, you know, the the Russell, other than, you know, yesterday's minor sell-off, but, you know, again, I wouldn't be concerned about that, but the minor sell-off, so now... And the Russell's up 14%. I mean, so are we really going to be worried about it? And the Russell makes sense that it's going higher because it's a, you know, it's all American, basically. And they're not as affected by the the globe. But, you know, look, the, the NASDAQ looks like it wants to charge ahead. I mean, it makes new highs every day. And, you know, so both the Russell and NASDAQ had a bad day yesterday. But they weren't even that bad. Again, it's not like... It's one of these major sell-offs where, my God, you know, the, the, the shriek and the panic. Now, the volatility did hold up yesterday. VIX held up, um, you know, which has been uncharacteristic. You know, today we're higher. Uh, but, you know, you've got, you know, the OPEC meeting today. 
<clears throat> you've got cattle on feed meeting or announcement today, but we're really just in a in a summer blase situation right now with with no particular reason to believe that we're going to go crazy one way or the other uh you know I, I don't see anything that that would really concern me um you know other than what i've been concerned about all along i think the markets are just overpriced i know and you know that there's going to be a sell-off but again we cannot figure out or time that sell-off so our job is to be patient and wait and look for opportunity. I continue to tell you, I mean, by the math, by the numbers, and by the statistics, we're still in an uptrend. So if you're going to be in, you should be looking for places to buy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, again, if you're a long-term investor, you know, that you're investing in money that you can afford, you know, that you don't need tomorrow, then it always pays to buy. You're, you can never, you know, you be in trouble if you're buying good, solid companies. But from a trading standpoint, to me, it's a better, you're, you're better off in, you know, in an, uh, observing the markets right here versus trying to be over aggressive. Because, again, without volatility, and one day does not make volatility, but without volatility, the market itself is, you know, harder to trade and you don't get any of those, you know, typically nice, easy trades and not that any trades ever really that easy, but you never, you don't get that. You don't get the forgiveness of the market. And one of the things about having volatile markets is you get some forgiveness. If you make a bad trade, you have a chance that it could move back and forth enough to, to go ahead and, and, and let you get, um, out of your bad trade if it turns out to be bad. So, you know, but the general consensus, the general look of the market is it's probably going to dribble higher. Again, I'm bearish, but I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to put my face in front of that truck that's coming. And only because I can obviously see there isn't enough action. And at this point, the markets are just not ready to break. Okay? You know, if, if you want to take a, a comparison look, and of course, this is over a much shorter time, but if you look at the oil market, you know, it was just a few weeks ago that oil was going to the moon and everybody said, well, no, it's never going down again. And of course, it drops 10%. Uh, and to me, it looks like it's going significantly lower. But the markets don't send out a broadcast. They don't make an announcement. They trade and then at some point, something will change the dynamics and they'll they'll do their thing and that's always something that you have to keep in mind when you're trading and when you're investing is that the markets don't announce their intentions so by trying to keep an eye on the footprint that the markets are leaving to keep an eye on everything else that is going on you will then find that you will have a much better gauge now again that does not guarantee a successful trade, okay? But what it does guarantee is that if you do things right, <clears throat> you'll have a higher probability of success and you'll put yourself in a better position to be successful versus being the one who's always wondering how, how did you lose money? And again, that comes with discipline that you have to use to be able to exit the trade if you feel that in you it's no longer working for you. 
Now, again, if you're trading, you should be using some sort of stop mechanism, you know, or understand how to make the position that doesn't. But if you're like trading futures, you need to be using a stop because the beauty of it is, is that if you do get stopped out, guess what? You can reenter. And we, we seem to forget that. We seem to get too carried away with, uh, you know, uh, having to be in and, of course, the fear of missing out. <laughs> And all those beautiful things that happen in markets. And, and I think that's where many of us make the classic mistake, the classic error. And I think that is what it's all about. And that's why we need to be much more focused on what we're doing and also focused on sometimes <clears throat> it's better to be sitting on the sidelines watching versus jumping in. And I think that's something that many of us forget about. And of course, we never want to miss out on the opportunity. And that's what happens. And I think that's the, the, that's the word you should take is sometimes it's better to watch than to uh, be stuck. And, and again, in other words, it's better to wish you were, were in a trade than you weren't. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, LibertyTalk.fm is the only station you need, and you can go there and download The Bubba Show each and every day, and of course, The Sporting Edge on the weekends, and I'm sure the boys have a great show for you this weekend, so make sure you check it out. And of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com, fill out the little box that pops up, and no credit card, nothing required. You get my daily update at BubbaTrading.com. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of things here. And I'll tell you something. I don't know. I don't think anything pisses me off worse than the media and the way they report certain things. I mean, you know, to listen to some of these guys talk about the trade war the trade tariffs and all that stuff. They only report one side and they report the side that is the one that would be potentially most devastating. But they don't re report the facts. And to me, that's a shame. And there's some very, very famous and big time uh, anchors. And... It's really pissing me off, and, and, and I actually sent one of them an email, and I, if I don't get a response, I will expose who I think it is. But, you know, we make this out like the crisis. Now, again, we've talked about this. This is going to resolve itself. There is not going to be all this crazy stuff. This is not, this is not what anybody thinks it's going to be. You, you get a bunch of economists that couldn't find sand in the desert talking about the cause and effect. Now, these guys can't, or guys and gals, can't see anything result-wise until 10 years later when they tell you what the problem was. They are not delivering, and, 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 and again, I'm not a big fan of, of economists because they're, they're too worried about theory but we do know that theory is just that theory does not always work 
and you know, depending on circumstances. So I, I can't, I can't buy into it. I can't buy into that China is not going to come to the table. I can't buy into it that China is not going to work out a deal. Uh, we see the talk of, 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 of the European cars and American cars being shipped across each way for zero tariff. Well, I think that's the way it should be. I think there should be no tariffs anyways. Where, where are tariffs from? Why are we getting tariffs? Why are there quotas of what you can ship certain places? You know, again, to me, that is not a free market. And as you know, all I really care about is a free market. I, I want a free market to be able to trade, to be able to do whatever we do. I want it free. And I'm sick and tired of listening to these jackasses talk about how devastating the trade war is. If we shut it down and didn't do business with anybody, we would be just fine. All right? And you know what? If the economy is as good as everybody says it is, then there should be no issue. So if you had to pay a couple of bucks extra for anything, would it really make that big of a difference if everything was made in America? And the answer would be probably no. If the country was striving and the country was paying down its debt because of all the business, then why would there be a concern? But in the meantime, that's not going to happen anyways. China is going to come to the table. They are going to work out a deal. There is no, they, they are not in a position not to work out a deal. <clears throat> That's really the bottom line is they are not in the position to not work something out because they don't have the same clout and the same power and the same financial backing. Their markets are melting down, okay? And forget about the market part of it. The, their whole economy was a sham anyways. They cannot survive if they want to continue to build their middle class and if they want to continue to do it is what they do and try to maintain their status as the second world power, then they're going to have to come to the table because if they get shut off, we're the, we're, who's going to consume all their goods? We are the ones that consume their goods. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's going to work out and, and, and it should work out. I have nothing against China. I only have things against of when I'm getting ripped off. That's what I have against. So they're going to sit down. They're going to make a deal. There's no question in my mind. And, you know, again, can it be heartburn for a couple of weeks? Yeah, but who cares? It's going to work out. They're going to get it done. And I think that we should quit letting these lobbyists and people that benefit financially from keeping these tariffs in place, which nothing pisses me off more, as you know. I mean, you know, the things we look at, it's, it's, it's frightening to, uh, to, 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 to have this over, repeat over and over again when we know what is really about. And it's about the lobbyists in the Congress and the, the people that get the best of it, how much money can they steal? That's what it comes down to. What the, what's in it for them? How much are they going to get paid? And quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of it. I mean, again, I think when you when you look at it, you have to wonder. Okay, 
and and anybody could kind of figure this out but yet here we are in the in the same business listen to the same the same dumbasses talking about the same stupid things that are absolutely ridiculous and to me that's the bigger problem and that is something that I think we need to get resolved and 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 that's why we need to get this goes back to the the draining the swamp the swamp creatures love to take over the swamp creatures love to be you know the the center of attention although they've already ripped off everybody for all their money you know all these wonderful people that have made their gazillions okay uh, by 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 basically skimming from America. I mean, you don't think that that this is just a, a coincidence that we're in billions of dollars of debts of debt because uh, because we are. I mean, you know, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of bad things for this country to get this deep in debt. And 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 again, it goes back to the you know the thousand dollar toilets to. A lot of bad deals that were made that, of course, the good US of, uh, US of A gets the good fortune to get to, to get to subsidize them. So there is indeed the answer. You know, if we would stop subsidizing all these bad deals. OK. And again, I'm not blaming Obama. I'm, not blaming, I'm, I'm blaming them all. Because this is the the the, the, the time that if we would quit making bad deals, then we wouldn't have so much extreme debt. We wouldn't be in such a miserable place from a, a debt standpoint, and, and, and this wouldn't even be a conversation. But the trade wars themselves, again, first of all, you always look at the action in the markets. The action markets, we've been basically, other than the Dow, we've been up. Okay, Russell and NASDAQ are making all-time new highs. So it doesn't seem to affect the markets. You look at farm, farm prices, which would be the next big thing, well, grains, so, soy, corn, and wheat are, are under pressure, but higher than they were before all this started. But soybeans have been under pressure, but we thought soybeans were under pressure beforehand. I mean, this is not new. I don't think we've seen anything new other than the broadcasters that like to make a big deal, the anchors who like to create Think certain things, and I can say this, being in the industry, that there are times that I had to pass from going on air because the anchor or the producer wanted me to say something that I didn't believe. And I think if you, if you understand what I just said, okay, so some of the stuff that they say, they look for somebody who's going to be uh, against the trade tariffs or whatever. They look for somebody that's going to be, you know, make some stupid call on oil. You know, oil's going to a billion. Okay. That is to create more advertising dollars and to create more shock and awe. So that, uh, when you look at it, I go, it just doesn't make sense. And, and that is legit. You can see it when somebody is actually more of a, a plant, because you got to believe something. You know, if you don't believe this, then we can't have you on. So, again, I, 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 I say to you, okay, that's what we have. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and, of course, I want to remind you to go to libertytalk.fm, the only station you need, plus the fact that you get to download 
the Bubba Show and the Sporting Edge there on a daily basis. Well, the Sporting Edge on the weekends and the Bubba Show on a daily basis. And also, don't forget about our high school investing program. It's at highschoolinvesting.com. You can check out what we do. And, of course, if you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Charity. Make a little donation. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. Bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct. At Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horge with you. And we're going to go tune in and listen to uh, Bill Whittle and Scott and uh, th those guys talk about Robert De Niro and his little speech at the at the Tonys. Here we go. Some of the most uh, famous and beloved people in the world sitting before you and you have an opportunity to say just one thing. What would you say? I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angle is, uh, theoretically anyway, for members only, thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making it possible. Uh, gentlemen, the person that I am uh, positing this little thought experiment about is actually a Robert De Niro, who you may have heard of as a famous Hollywood actor, um, but apparently has been in some stage productions as well and was asked to appear uh, at the Tony Awards to present some sort of award, I believe, to, uh, to a Mr. Bruce Springsteen who had a Broadway show. And um, he comes out, Robert De Niro does, onto the stage and starts out by saying, I just want to say one thing. Okay, and I'm like, you know, you're on the edge of your seat. That's all he's going to say is one thing. This actor who has said so many famous lines in his career, what is that one thing? Well, Bill, can we roll the tape? I'm going to say one thing. Trump. It's no longer down with Trump, it's Trump. Now, of course, this is a family-oriented program, so we bleeped out the one thing that he had to say, but the one thing <laughs> consisted of two words, and the first word starts with an F, and the second word starts with a Y, but sounds like it's another letter. Uh, he didn't only say it once, gentlemen. He actually then repeated and said, it, uh, it's, not, uh, it's no longer down with Trump. And then it, he said that one thing again. Um, I was fascinated by this. Uh, Bill Whittle, um, you are in 
California in the Los Angeles uh, basin, as I like to call it. <laughs> The sinkhole, that's right. tar pits. <laughs> yeah. What are what are those little uh, those little uh, basins you use at night if you can't get to the bathroom? What are those called? <laughs> oh, I don't know, privy pots or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. So chamber any, chamber pots, chamber pots. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, it, here's this you know man at the he's still at the height of his powers. Uh, has done some terrific movies in the last couple of years. Uh, the elder statesman of Hollywood and comes out and uh, says something that you would expect to hear on a playground from a 13 year old boy. What do you make of what drives an otherwise dignified individual who's got all the money he could ever want and all the adulation to say that? Well, first of all, I wish I'd been able to write, uh, do some, some, um, just some contribute some uh, work for Trump's Twitter campaign because after De Niro said that, if I was Trump, I would have tweeted, "You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm the only one here. You talking to me?" That's what I would have said in response. Uh, for those of you who may not know that iconic scene, it's Robert De Niro's real breakout role in Taxi Driver, and it's a cl- it's a classic scene. Robert De Niro is one of the greatest actors who ever lived, um, and. Uh, He's also a particularly stupid human being, and these things often go hand in hand. I know I'm going to make myself some some friends with my old friends, but I've, I've basically been around actors since I was uh, 15, 16 years old, and um, and I was a theater major and so on. I, I know I know actors pretty well. Th- there's a good reason why actors were not admitted into towns or cities until <laughs> the, the the 20th century or maybe the the 19th century. Uh, all throughout the Middle Ages and so on, they were considered to be uh, a bad moral influence on people because they didn't work and because they were such consummate liars. Uh, and that's why that's why they didn't let acting troops into town. Uh, actors in Shakespeare's time, including Shakespeare's own company, the uh, the, the uh, Chamberlain's men, would go to Oxford University to perform, and Oxford would pay them to go away. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, nice work if you can get it. Because now, because they were afraid that they might snooker people because they're because they because pre- they were known to be because they were known to be magnets. Uh, for for um, immoral behavior, but but individually were known to be simply not serious people. You got to understand in the Middle Ages, working basically meant going out. Oh, is some fine filth over here, Dennis? You know that kind of thing, and uh, and so it was it was not pleasant work. And the idea that people could simply get by by prancing around and making faces was you know, kind of <laughs> repulsive. Uh, and it, as it remains today for those of us who work, and I'm yes. one of those people that prances yeah. around and makes faces. Um, so I, I just wanted to say that because there is there has always been a quality to the people that are drawn to acting to be taken seriously. Um, it, it's almost overwhelming, which is why you see uh, Woody Allen, who is so adept at comedy, and I have to admit is also very adept at, at drama, but they want to be taken seriously. Uh, Woody Allen hated the fact that everybody loved his early funny movies and didn't like his, his later ones. He, talks about that in Stardust Memories, you know. Uh, and, and Jim Carrey is another great example, right? Here's a guy who's a comic genius who has to go and make these serious movies. He just recently did one about a guy in Lithuania, you know, Ukraine or something. Yeah. And he's trying to show everybody how, how serious they are. Um, there's a quality about, about a, a, a fine actor that allows a special kind of person to become somebody else, to inhabit another person's psyche, not just their body, inhabit their psyche. And I think that over time, a number of those people begin to feel the sense that 
I have something to say. Uh, and this is you, in our pregame show, uh, Scott. You, you said that um, that he's like the he's like a Meryl, Meryl Streep, and he is. <laughs> Meryl Streep is also a superb actor. Um, and she also is in the same boat as I have to have something important to say. This is why you always have celebrities making comments on things, right? They want to sound important. I'm not just, you know, the dumb and dumber guy. I'm also a deep thinking philosopher. Best way to think about actors are people who go into Starbucks with, um, with a copy of War and Peace under their arm and then open it up and they put on their glasses. And I've seen this with my own eyes, I swear to God. They, they put on their glasses and if you look carefully, you can see the glasses are not, there's no prescription. They're clear glasses, <laughs> but there's no prescription. In other words, it, it looks like you're being very scholarly by putting on these, these prop glasses with glass that has no prescription on it. So I'm not surprised about this, but I, I'll tell you what I am uh, feeling, and that is that uh, this ongoing war between Hollywood and America, it, it, they're losing badly. A and they're losing it badly because, because the election of Donald Trump has really revealed their true colors, shows just how much contempt they have, not just for Trump voters, or half of their potential audience for that matter, but just just contempt for people who are not in that room with the glittering celebrities and of all the things about that that I found offensive. And I found what Robert De Niro said to be particularly offensive. The thing that was most offensive was the standing ovation. You know? Uh, it's just cheap, really. It, it's, it, yeah, it's cheap. And Scott had a description for it, and I'm not going to steal his line because it's a perfect line. It's okay, I don't uh, remember for, it. <laughs> Well, Scott said, it, it, for, for, Donald, uh, for um, De Niro to do that took about as much courage as the president of Coca-Cola at a board meeting starting the meeting by saying Pepsi sucks. You know, that's a real, real, you're out there, man. You want to talk about actual courage in the face of moral um, uh, oppression? You'd have to go to Kanye West, who, who was uh, issued death threats and told by every single person in the business, JC, Beyonce, everybody called him. Apparently, Barack Obama called uh, Kanye West and said, you simply can't say I support Donald Trump. You can't do it. And he's right. Because if you do it, it's the end of everything they believe. Of moral courage um, occurs to me because I think I see a lot of sort of posturing on the right and the left, but really on sure. the left, it seems to, yeah, it seems to be a, um, much more dramatic, maybe because so many actors are on the left, uh, this idea of coming out and making a bold statement. I mean, years and years ago, uh, award shows used to be boring events where beautiful people got up and thanked everybody they ever knew. For and of course, isn't that the problem? And, and isn't that the problem with what's going on today is that every big party or every big show is just another excuse to have some jackass like Robert De Niro go off half cocked and talk about things that he really has no idea about and, and express an opinion from the very country that allowed him to get to where he is that he is bashing. And, and again, you don't have to, if I say almost every day, you don't have to like the president, but certainly you have to respect the office of the president. And, and if you are going to lead in, in, in that way with a big mouth, a stupid mouth, and, and think that you're bigger and better than everybody, I think that shows the true story of really what kind of people that we're dealing with here.
And, and, and again, freedom of speech, I'm all for it. But, but just to use your platform to be an ignoramus, I think, is, is, is ridiculous. And, of course, if you wonder why there's going to be problems and why we have problems, it's because of just people like this that could make things better, get us through if you don't like who's there, but get ready for the next election. In the meantime, F you, Robert De Niro. Uh, you're just just a bad guy. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. Uh, it's the only station you need. And, of course, you can get the Sporting Edge there as well. And, of course, our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And we're going to step out of a break. We'll be back after the break with Jane King, Lila Max Media. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. We're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, with the one only very talented Jane King, Lila Maximi, the Kaching Report, and now hobnobbing with the with the big time at big parties in New York. What's going on, Jane King? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, most of my week has been spent with a bunch of fifth graders who are graduating graduating this week and going to middle school. So there's been a party every week. There's been ping pong parties, water gun fight parties. Uh, I went ice cream party, and then last night I went to a party for my friend Cheryl Cassoni at Fox Business. Um, she was featured on a magazine cover, and Donald Trump Jr. was there. So uh, my daughter got her picture taken with him. So that was, <laughs> it was worth the trip to Midtown in second traffic. Uh, and, of course, uh, <laughs> uh, there's been, you know, it, it is a big, big party season, right, for graduations and getting out. And did you find a good middle school? Because I know you've been searching very hard to find a place to put your kid. Yeah, he's going to, um, it's a brand new public school um, in Greenwich Village. It's called the Morton School, or 75 Morton, the actual address of it. And uh, seems like a great school. They've got a real like, enthusiastic principal and active parents. And, um, you know, it's in kind of an interesting neighborhood with a lot of history and um, some of those funds are going there too, and and I think I think it'll be a great school. So um, we'll see, but I'm we're excited about it. Are the are, do they have a good curriculum? Because you know my feeling of the Common Core curriculum, and uh, yeah, are they well? Um, this is the only so this this school is brand new. So they've only been in one year, and they were actually in another school, kind of incubating in another school for a year. Um, so it was a small sixth grade class last year. Um, it, it, to, to me, it seems very kind of typical of the school curriculum, not overly progressive. Um, they've got everything. They've got, you know, language and math and sports and, um, you know, they've got an English teacher who was super excited about, uh, being the first one to, to stock the library. There's 8,000 books in there. Um, she's already given them reading assignments for the summer. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I mean, New York city schools tend to be on the progressive side just in general. So there might be a lot of social justice type things that we think, <laughs> by the way, for their fifth grade project, that was, that was what they're all supposed to pick a social justice topic and work on it in a group. So groups of four. So we did that tour last week and it was things like, um, gender pay equality, gun control, um, environmental cleanup of the oceans. Um, so, you know, it was, 
and and they're very one-sided. I mean, they don't even present the other side. Not that there's another side to ocean cleanup. We really should clean up the ocean. But some of the things have two sides that didn't really see both sides. Well, you know, (laughs) that's one of the things that I've been very irritated about is even the trade war talk. You know, the media only presents one side, which is the potential bad side. I don't see it as bad at all, but I'm tired of hearing only that it's a disaster and that that, that Trump is being he's wrong. And, and I mean, I, I number one, I think he's right. Number two, I, I cannot believe that I think that we would win a trade or if there's a winner. I don't think we necessarily need anybody else, but I think that he's just trying to make things fair. And I think Germany and Europe came up with the well, let's, you know, cars, no tariffs. I think that's great. And I think that's mm-hmm. what it should be everywhere. Yeah. What do you think? No, that's a victory for him. You know, he. Um, here's, here's the situation with Donald Trump, and this is almost like bigger than him, which is, uh, you know, hard to believe this even possible, but, um, he is the victim of, um, 30 to 40 years of just bad leadership in Washington. So, you know, he's elected and he's trying to, trying to shake everything up and change things and get us back on the right track. And it's painful for people. Um, a lot of people complaining don't understand economics. They don't understand what's going on in trade. Um, they're just loud, and, you know, they use a lot of bad language, so they get attention by the media, which is ridiculous. It's a whole other subject is, like, how many people are acting like complete children these days, actors and everybody. Um, so, you know, what he's trying to do is straighten out some problems that have been brewing for decades, like trade like immigration, um, like, you know, education, I wish he'd tackle a little bit more, right? He's got enough on his plate already, but these are things he's trying to straighten out that I feel like have been caused by the people we've elected since the 1980s. Well, don't you think, and I, and I think this is one of the things I look at, you know, most people are creatures of a habit. They don't like change. So even though it's bad, they continue to do the same things over and over again. And and I think, again, I believe that Donald Trump has a true love for America. I think that his number one goal is to make America great again, which was his slogan. But I mean, I think he's really trying to change the dynamics and get rid of all these crooks and lobbyists and people that have, you know, I think the big outrage is not because they're worried about the American people, but because they're worried about themselves because all these deals have some kickback in, in involved them, in my opinion. Any thoughts to that? Mm-hmm. Well, he is an entrepreneur at heart and not very many people are. And entrepreneurs see inefficiencies and they see stagnation and they see people who are comfortable and they try to shake it all up. And that's what he's doing. And I, I think his policies are, are for the most part good. I think they're good for the country. We need this. Um, we're bloated. We've got a lot of bad policies that, you know, maybe made sense 30 years ago, but now they don't anymore. I mean, things change. You have to adapt and you have to be flexible. And I just feel like he's, um, he's being criticized by, you know, and I've never understood this art, this, this like argument about him that, um, you know, he's like a faker and a liar and all that stuff. It's like, why would you leave the life that he had <laughs> run for president? I mean, it's, it's not like he's, you know, running and never accomplished anything in his life and wants to, you know, just be on a speaking circuit for, you know, the last 30 years of his life. I mean, he's already a billionaire. I mean, why would you do that? Um, his wealth has gone down. So I, I don't even understand the arguments that the left makes about him. 
No, I, I again, I, I agree, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just tired of it. I'm, I'm, I, I, you have to at some point say, you know, it's like I don't know if you and I talked about the Bill Maher comment. Did we talk about that? Uh, um, oh yes, we did. When he was wishing for a recession. Yeah, I mean, it's just people yeah. like I mean, that, that. You know, that, that just don't... add that to the long list of stupid comments that we've heard in the past two years. Now you follow this 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 whole immigration and this DACA thing, and what is your take on on the whole thing? I mean, I thought that he's made some overtures and wanted to get the he wanted to make, I believe, a bunch of them legalized citizens from the beginning, and he's getting no support at all from the from the left. I mean, am I wrong there? Mm. Well, I'll tell you. So my daughter last night, who's nine, by the way, asked me if Donald Trump is being bad. Like, you know, I know she hears this stuff at school. And I was like, Lila, this is really complicated. And I told her, you know what, I'll tell you. I was like, you know, we have had a a confusing immigration system for decades. And, you know, some people get in, some people don't. Um, There's been, you know, there's people who want open borders. There's people who don't want any immigration. Um, We've never been, we've never really stuck by the law. And so now he's trying to do that. And you remember a few weeks ago when Jeff Sessions made that speech and he said, if you bring your children here, they're, you're going to be separated. I mean, he gave them a warning that this was going to happen and they're doing exactly what the law says. And everybody just absolutely freaked out. And so I, and I was also telling her, I was like, you know, not everybody who comes here has a child's best interest in heart. Sometimes people know that people are going to get emotional if there's a child involved and they take advantage of that. And maybe they're not their own children or they're bringing them here for labor. Or they're bringing them here for sex trafficking. And it's just a huge, complicated and overly emotional situation. And I think he's just got to think it through. I mean, he's doing the only thing he can, and that's trying to get more Republicans elected. Because until I think that we can have more consistent government, I don't think we're going to solve this problem. There's just too many people with too many interests here. Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kachin Report. As always, I thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks, Todd. Our friend, Jane King from Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. And of course, this is the Bubba Show Top of Awards. Make sure that you download the show every single day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget to get the Sporting Edge and Crypto Investor X as well. And of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you free at bubbatrading.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. And as always, I appreciate and thank you all for being a part of the Bubba Show This is Todd Bubba Horwitz, The Bubba Show. We'll see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. Have a great weekend, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.